Run! Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The A Show Podcast. We reply to absolutely everyone. We also upload the same episodes to Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Please don't forget, if you like the podcast, to give us a five-star rating on Apple. So yeah, we have been gone for, what, two weeks? I've been here. You've been gone. I've been gone to the West Coast. I've been handicapped matching this shit. (laughs) But we are coming right off the hills, literally, of Elimination Chamber. And if you missed it, I highly recommend don't watch it. Just don't watch it. Yeah, watch Raw. All it'll be is replays. Well, actually, it was mostly SmackDown matches. It did seem like that. No, it was, except for AJ. Yeah, and that great War Raiders, Zack Ryder, Hawkins match. So I, I don't even know what roster they're on. So you do too. It's the War Raiders have been on every no, main no, no. event. Oh, Ryder, Ryder. Yeah, Ryder. they're on the. Uh, I think they're on main event. The main event roster, probably. But yeah, we just finished watching it, so we decided to fire up a good old pod. And <laughs> oh, you weren't expecting that. Fire word. up a good old pod. You weren't expecting that. I don't word. think anybody was. <laughs> So what what should we, like, where do we even begin? I have a great idea of where we can begin. Okay. Did you know that Bill Goldberg's the champion on SmackDown? So I've heard. Why? I don't know. Why? I guess because Mania. Yeah, right. Mania. So, Mania, which... Okay, so Mania needs a draw. Is that why we're getting an old guy? Because there's no draw? Because... There's going to be 70,000 people in that arena. Do you legitimately think one person is sitting in that arena going, I came for Bill Goldberg? Yeah. No, there's not. There's not going to be one person that's only there for Bill Goldberg. No. There could be. No. His son. Oh, God. No, he's not going anymore because he's like, last time dad took my shirt off and everybody saw my baby fat and they called me C-Cups all during sixth grade. So, yeah, he won't be there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be Roman versus Goldberg. And which... I wondered why for a while. And then I heard on SmackDown Michael Cole say, it's Spear versus Spear. That's your reasoning. And I threw up in my mouth. So, what's the over and under five minute match? It's definitely under. Under five minutes? And I'll give you my house on that. So <laughs> I'll give you my house. Well, they both got to get in their spears. Uh, well, that's all that Bill has. So, and the jackhammer. Did you see the jackhammer he tried to get on? No, I didn't watch. Good call. Brilliant. And it was not much of a jackhammer. It was like a hip toss that he fell on top of him. So I don't see how he could jackhammer Roman anyway. He can't. He can't um, jackhammer anybody. But anyway, so yeah, there's that. Not excited for that match whatsoever. I mean, look. What? I've talked about this before. There is like an age limit on how young you can be to wrestle Roman at WrestleMania. (laughs) Other than Drew McIntyre, everybody's 45 years or older. You're right, you're right. And everyone says like... Or I've heard people say, like, well, they had to go get Brock because they don't have any draws. They don't have any stars. Well, that's kind of productive. You can't have Roman be your biggest star and then have him people fight people that aren't going to be around next year and then expect some star to just pop up. Okay, he fought Brock. He fought Triple H at Mania. Taker. Yep. Now Goldberg. Yep. You know? Yeah, and I mean, if you don't put McIntyre in that list, that's just yeah a bunch of old dudes. And like, how are you gonna make a rivalry with anybody if he just keeps getting thrown in this? We've got to go get a big star to put Roman over. How have they not like seen this isn't working? It's been the same formula for like five years yeah. now. It has not worked. Like at some point, one way or another. You've got to give him and Daniel Bryan like a mania match and just let the crowd do what they do. 
and just write it the way you write it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And afterwards, it you know, like I can't imagine more people are going to be upset at the end of a Daniel Bryan Roman Reign match, regardless of the ending, than they are at Goldberg beating the Fiend. Yeah. So why not just pull the trigger on it? If you have the balls to let Goldberg beat the Fiend, then just let Roman get in there with somebody and have a great match. Totally. Well, moving on to something that is working for me. Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So this past week on Raw, we saw a really good segment with Brock, or Heyman was out there running his mouth, and then Drew came out and gave Brock a Claymore kick. Just the way it was done, it was so instantaneous. And then on the ramp, he came out and gave him another Claymore kick, and then another one. And, I mean, like, Brock, obviously he doesn't speak, but this was so well done that Drew didn't even have to speak. And he just gave him his move three times, and, like, I mean, everybody was shocked. And I liked how it was done. It's probably going to be how Drew is at his best. So, like, Drew can talk. He can. But monsters shouldn't talk and drew's a monster there becomes like a mystique about this quiet big person like vince has kind of rolled with that for a long time but here's the deal here's the one thing i worry about with this is what we were just talking about formula for vince so like i think this is going to be a a good match and i think the build could be good but what do you I mean? Just, the build has been good already. I just, for the rest of the time, for the rest of this month that's coming up, I just feel like it's going to be Drew telling us his story that I know, and then Paul telling us, I've got a spoiler for you, and I know that shtick. So, if it's just that, I'm not going to love it. It's hot start. I like what they did so far. And you're right. They didn't say anything. It was just their actions. Like yeah. that. I don't want the whole... Don't don't tell me the story again. I know the story. But... How do you know the story? Everybody knows the story. It's, the story here is that Drew was the franchise boy that got kicked out, came back, worked his way up, got to where he's at, and wants one thing. And the person who has that one thing is a beast. The story tells itself. Right. To be honest. So I don't really need a whole lot of the same thing between, like, the last month, I know who Drew is. I don't need him to redo what he did last month, this month. I'd love a little bit more. Also, kind of dig the Drew McIntyre t-shirts that came out with the swords. And oh, yeah. They kind of look like a porn novel Check for old out. women. <laughs> Like he's just standing like there Fabio. on a rock, yeah. That's what he <laughs> he's just standing like. there with like a fourteen foot sword. Yeah. I also wouldn't hate if he just had that sword from now on, <laughs> and okay. his finisher was just daggering you with this fourteen foot sword. Yeah, murder is committed. Okay, next. Uh, well, since we watched Elimination Chamber H, we can talk about how we now know that it's Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. For the Raw Women's Championship. Obviously. Yeah, you kind of knew that as soon as she bit her in the neck. Hey. I'm excited to see what they do with this. We knew it would be them two at Mania, but now I'm excited to see the promos and like them to dive even deeper into it. Yeah, Twitter kind of had a hot take where people weren't necessarily happy with Shayna, and then other people were saying, like, hey, this is act one. You can't really get mad that she, like, dominated the way she did. Well, she went through everybody at Chamber. Yeah, and I think surprising to a lot of people, you got to remember that she's close to 40. She's older than Beth Phoenix. No, like, I don't believe you. She's been after, she's been in sports for a long time. Stop. I have to Google that. Well, while you use the Google machine, I'll continue to tell you that... She's 39! Yeah, she has a limited shelf life. Shayna Baszler is 39. You can't wait three manias to put her in. You gotta go ahead and do this. She's, don't look it. Yeah, she's old. She's an old shit. I'm wondering if Rhonda comes back, and I also heard Becky's taking time off after mania, so... 
It's like, okay, if Shayna wins, who does she feud with next after she's ran through everybody? That's where you're in trouble. But to think that they even have that written yet is yeah. crazy. Oh, they don't yeah. know who's going to win. the. I mean, they might if she's going to take time off. They might know and we don't know if that's that true. Match. Right. So, yeah, I, I didn't love it. It's kind of like, first of all, this isn't the first act of this. For the last three years... They have told you the Women's Mania main event at Survivor Series the year before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, this is the third year they've literally started the process at Survivor Series and ended it at Mania. I'm glad you brought that up because remember how shitty the Becky, Shayna, Bailey match was? Yeah. It was like the worst. It was really bad. Sur- it, and it, they went on last and they yep. disappointed. Yep. So, I feel like Becky and Shayna, that's just going to fuel them even more to make their Mania match, you know, five star. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be bad. They could work a really good match. They have to. They have no choice. But, like, here we go again where the storyline's just going to be, let's make a monster and Becky's our hero. And we have to, like, we have to look at Shayna as this undeniable monster that could beat Becky. A a legit threat. Yeah. But, like... <clears throat> but I mean, Oscar was a legit threat. No, I know. I'm just saying that's the story they're gonna go with, and the way they started that story was tonight by letting she eliminating everyone on the well, raw roster. She bit the back of her neck. That started that too. Like that made it to where it started the story, and then tonight was like, oh, she's a she beat everybody. Right. So she's a beast. She's a monster. But I just was like, man, it's kind of like Batman versus Superman, where as soon as they introduce Doomsday, the bad guy. I was like, oh, this movie's going to suck. Like, this isn't going to be any good. So, I just feel like if this is Act 1, that's fine. I'm not going to judge it. But if I am judging it off of Act 1, I'm kind of just like, this is going to be a lot of hype and it ain't going to be any good. Just Just telling you what I think. Whatever. No comment. It's going to be good, damn it. I hope so. But, man, can't you just see that match being (laughs) 14 minutes long and when it's done, you're like, all right. Nah, it, they gotta live up to the expectations. What Becky match does without a really? triple threat? Yeah, her matches with Charlotte. No gimmick. No gimmick. No, her matches with Charlotte were good. No gimmick. Her matches with Sasha Banks were good. Some of them, like the one I can think of, was last year's Hell in a Cell. Oh, that That's was a like gimmick. The best match of the year for me. Yeah, I don't know. I. It could be good. Now I'm not gonna lie, and like I mean, not all of her matches are great. She has, she does have some duds. Yeah, I just worry like on a solo base, and then it's like it's hard with the Mania crowd because like what you really need out of a Becky match to be good is like the crowd. Well, in the crowd being involved, you need to feel that underdog spirit like with the crowd. And at Mania, you don't get that because there's so many people that it just doesn't all resonate at once. Like half the crowd can be cheering, "Let's go, Becky." And you're 140 yards away, 80 feet up. You never hear it. Also, I hope they don't go on towards the end of the card so that the audience isn't worn out. Yeah, that might be a good one to start it with, the whole pay-per-view. I don't want it to start. Cause, like, There's nothing wrong with starting. I feel like starting's like a no, thing No, I know, now. but for my own personal... You like to wait on I it? I like to like build that weight, you know, that anticipation. I feel you. So move over to the... We got an NXT Women's Championship on WrestleMania for the first time? Definitely the first time, right? Charlotte versus... Rhea. Rhea, I mean... We kind of really, we already talked about that. There's nothing really new to cover. I mean, I feel like their feud has been good for what it has been. They ha- they didn't do anything last week. All uh, right, so do you want to take a guess at SmackDown's? I, I feel like they're going to pull the trigger on Bailey, Sasha. Again. Oh, the SmackDown women? Yeah. No. You don't think that's going to happen? No, I actually... This is a rumor, but Trish Stratus versus Sasha. Okay. And I would not be... I would be happy with that because Trish had a decent match with Charlotte. Do you remember that? Yeah, Which pay-per-view did they fight? Oh, man. Was that like a Survivor Series? She came back for something. I forget, but they had... Was it SummerSlam? Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Their match was really good. So I think the Sasha's style and Trisha's style, I think they would mesh really well. Yeah, I think so too. I think one of the problems a lot of these people that come back into the ring with have trouble with is just not realizing 
that without doing it every day, you don't realize how much strength and muscle memory you need. So to, for Trish to work with somebody Sasha's size, where she can manipulate her a lot more than yeah. she can Charlotte, I bet Charlotte's really awkward to work with if you haven't worked with her a few times, mm-hmm. just because of her size. Yeah. So I bet that match would be a lot better. Uh, if I'm rating those three, I would assume Ripley Charlotte's going to be the best of the three. Yeah, the best women's match. Yeah, that's probably going to cut, in my opinion. So, but yeah, I don't know what they would do with Bailey. I mean, no idea. Yeah, like, I mean, you're saying she's gonna lose the title at some point. I don't even know, like, because you know they have the women's battle royal thing. They can do whatever they want, you know. So until I don't even then. know if she. Yeah, we don't know. Right, and if they have a women's battle royal and Kyrie uh, Zane doesn't. Stop saying Zane. It's Kyrie Zane. You always say Kyrie Zane. That's that's rude and offensive. <laughs> if she doesn't win and go climb on the boat that the uh, the Bucks have in their stadium, I'm gonna be very upset. Well, she's not because she's a heel. Heels and, can be pirates, and they should have a women's tag team match. Yeah, probably I, on the pre-show. That's the thing when you get done. Like they usually have like six. Pre-show matches. Well, I was going to say, like, main matches. There's usually, like, six, and then the rest can be anything. Like, any way they can fill the rest of the card with all the superstars. Yeah. There's usually, like, a battle royal and then, like, a tag team match with, like, six people in it so they can get 12 people out of the way. So, with Goldberg winning, Bray Wyatt needed something to do. Are you mad, though, at all about Bray Wyatt losing... To Goldberg? I feel like not really because on our podcast two weeks before that happened, I told you, like, yeah, it's probably going to happen. Like, Goldberg's probably going to win. And you were shocked by that. You were like, no. I was. I'm just used to This is what they do. And, dude, Evelyn watches The Bachelor and it's literally the same thing. Everybody complains about it. Everybody's like, this season sucks. This episode sucks. And every year it's the same thing. And it's like the same thing with wrestling. I keep telling her, like, the Bachelor Nation, the WWE Universe, is so big that it doesn't matter. And you're so, you have so much loyalty to the show that you'll just keep watching regardless of what you think about it. I feel like I'm legit one of the only women that doesn't watch The Bachelor. (laughs) You want to know a little secret about me? What? I like The Bachelor. Oh, okay. It's pretty funny. Well, it's out now. I know it's over. It's <sighs> been it's been a long week here. And so Cena's back facing the fiend. Uh, yeah. Are so, you happy? I mean, we saw this match six years ago at yeah. Mania. You saw this match in person. Yeah. It wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. In fact, I remember thinking. Like that card was really good, but other than Daniel Bryan, I remember thinking, "Man, if this match hits, uh-huh. this is going to be a great mania." And then it didn't. It hit. didn't. Yeah. And Cena won, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, let me just say before you say anything, I mean, this is pretty cut and dry. Cena cannot win this match, right? Not right at all. No. What? Not right at all. The Fiend has to go over. They just showed you that they do not care about protecting the Fiend. They don't care. It's but over. But this is the bigger picture. It's over. It's what? over. It's in, It's done. He they tried it. He can't lose to Cena again. You're nuts. If they've communicated with Cena and said, Hey, Cena, do you want to work a match at WrestleMania? Then maybe you're right. But if they said, Hey, Cena, do you want to work with us until the summer? Then yeah, he's winning, and he's probably gonna go fight. Cena is not. This is it for Cena. Cena is doing movies. Like he don't give a fuck about coming back. Yeah, when The Rock came back, he came back for two main pay per views. He I came back for Survivor Series, and he came back for the Mania that year and the Rumble. He worked three pay per views. So you telling me that they couldn't come up to Cena and say, "Hey, we want you for SummerSlam. We want you for Mania. We want you for that SmackDown." And in in total, we're going to get six appearances out of you, and we'll pay you a million dollars. 
First of all, that's lowballing. Well, I don't for know six what, for six appearances. Yeah, for Cena. You work. Uh, you work seven minutes a day. So what? <laughs> Second of all, I honestly don't feel like Cena signed on for that many appearances. I feel like he's only back for Mania, and that's it. But I mean, we'll never know. Well, we'll find out. Because I mean, the if he loses that match, then yeah, he's probably done until whenever he comes back. Right, right. But if right. Yeah, there is absolutely a chance he wins and this goes further for him with him. Okay, you might get Cena me, versus Reigns. Let me ask you this. If he wins and Mania was it for him, then would you be pissed? No, because it wouldn't be it for him. What the only thing that would piss me off is if it was like a 3-minute match just to give Cena a good you know, rub on the chin and say like, "Okay, now go take your pictures and get out there and make the kids happy." To make it, oh, Cena's fighting at Mania, you know, like yeah, and then like just, if it was basically after the match, if you go, oh, that was just an appearance and they yeah. made it a match, that would piss me off. But that could be the case. Anything could be the case. I don't trust these sons of bitches. I know. I just think the Fiend has to beat Cena because he just has to. Here's what you got to think about. When was this written into Mania? Because if you think that this has been the long-term plan, then maybe The Fiend wins. But if at some point they were just like, hey, Cena's going to wrestle at Mania. Who do we want him to fight? Uh, Roman? No, we want Roman to get a good reaction so it can't be against Cena because Cena will get the pop there. Uh, What about The Fiend? Okay, that'll do. Now we got to drop the belt. How are we going to do You know, like... yeah. It just depends so on when it was written. Basically, they're not thinking, like, they're not prioritizing their wrestlers, basically. Like, for instance, The Fiend dropping the belt to Goldberg. They're centering it around these vets coming back. Yeah. And what makes sense and who, who they can get Roman over against. Right. You're basically, there's a 74-year-old, out-of-touch billionaire... <laughs> Literally, like this is the thing. I'm not like, literally. I'm not mad about uh, the fiend losing. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that they did it. I'm surprised how out of touch Vince McMahon is with who watches his show. I also constantly wonder who they're trying to appeal their programming to mm-hmm. because sometimes i'm like eh, this is a kid show yeah and then sometimes they do things that's not kid friendly and i'm like well so i really don't understand like they don't i don't think they know i think they just write shit constantly vince has been successful for over 40 years he's making more money now than he ever has how do you tell that person you're wrong you don't you just let them do whatever they want to do because they're in charge and have all the money. And it's literally like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Just a crazy old millionaire with a ton of money doing whatever he wants. Billionaire. Yeah, it's true. Next. Uh, Who's next? Um, next. And that was um, it. next. It's Spear versus Spear! <laughs> Taker. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, we we haven't got that for sure, but it's going to happen. Okay. We don't... It, it's not for sure, but we pretty Shut much know. Shut the fuck up. Undertaker appears... I'm just saying, the matchmaker... At, my, if Michael Cole doesn't tell me that there's a match, <laughs> I, I don't know yet. Ew. He's not being serious, right? You're right. Yeah, we're getting Taker, AJ. Yeah. So, Taker appeared on Elimination Chamber after... Dude, I already forgot what happened. Did Alistair beat... Yeah, I got you here. So, Alistair Black is fighting AJ Styles. And I thought, man, AJ Styles might be hurt because of that spear. So, they're, like, taking care of him. That's why he's getting the Undertaker. Then, him and Alistair Black tear it up. And I'm like, okay, he's definitely not hurt. He's fine. Best best match of the card tonight was Alistair Black versus AJ. Anyway, Alistair Black starts building ahead of steam and is about to beat AJ. So the bald-headed boys come in. They hit him with that little suplex thing. And then AJ's like, hey, 
pick him up, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to hit this phenomenal forearm. And they're like, all right, boss. So he goes outside. He's about to hit the forearm, and the gong hits. The lights go out. The Undertaker's been under the ring the whole time. (laughs) He gets back in the ring. He's, like, choking the two uh, bald guys with his hands. And he's looking real old, Mm -hmm. looking like, like death is at his front door. God bless you. Mr. Taker, I love your work. But yeah, so he's looking rough. He like throws them out. Phenomenal forearm gets countered into a choke slam. Uh Undertaker hadn't hit a good looking choke slam in 14 years. It looked pretty bad. And then Alistair gets the win. So AJ Taker, how you feeling? I'm pretty mad about it just because so AJ, I mean he doesn't have a lot of great years left, I feel like. He's getting up there. Granted, he can still go. But, I mean, when you fight The Undertaker, you're not going to get, like, a five-star match out of, I feel like. Which, yeah. I would love to see AJ versus Alistair at Mania in, like, a long, like a 30-minute match. Yeah, it's kind of a point I wanted to bring up, too, after this was... This is a big win for Alistair. So what does he do with it? Right. Because now, if you skip, if if Alistair doesn't get a Mania match, like if you just say like that was the end of this story and good job, bud, then this win goes for naught. Right. It goes nowhere. So it's important to keep the momentum going with him. But yeah, I kind of agree with you. Now, like the pop taker got tonight when the gong hit makes me understand why they book him and why they do this. That might be true too. But I mean, it's always a big pop. We've, we've felt that there's been times where we've been at events where I'm not excited about the undertaker match, but when the gong hits, you pop. Well, yeah, it never gets old. Right. So, I guess that's what they're selling you. They're not selling you the match, and I'm with you. I feel like if that's what you're selling me, I don't need that with AJ. Yeah. You can throw anybody in there. This is a perfect match like for a Baron Corbin. Ew. Speaking of, I wonder what they're doing with him now. (sighs) Not that I really care. It's Dude, after... Super Showdown killed Baron Corbin and Ricochet. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're going to do right. with them afterwards. And the, they're going to be in... I can see Corbin winning that uh, battle royal they have. At, That's why he can never get real heat. The only time they ever give him a, like a heat magnet moment is when he needs it like this. Like, my feud's over with. Yeah. I've, just, I've just looked like shit for three months after I won the King of the Ring. So now they'll give you a new gimmick where you'll win some battle role and then you'll look like shit for three and months. And that's another problem where they're bringing all these vets back for Mania they're, and they're filling spots and now these people on the current roster that you need to build for your future. It blows my mind how they don't understand how they can't build new stars. You literally have Cena taking a spot, Taker taking a spot, Lesnar taking a spot. I mean, yep. so it's like, where do you go from there? Yeah. It's crazy. And they have the most talented roster in the world. Yeah. Like, I can't believe we're sitting here saying we need Goldberg. I don't feel this way, but they obviously feel like they need Goldberg. They need Cena. They need The Undertaker. Like, that's legitimately 150 years of combined age <laughs> that you could oh you could just replace with guys <laughs> like like tonight, man. Sammy Zayn, yeah, he, he who like that's Stop another one. Zane. Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. Wait, it is Sammy Zayn. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. Anyway, I, you know why I say it like that? I wish they were just married in real life. Carrie Zayn and Sammy Zayn. Yeah, just be the Zanes. <laughs> just be the Zanes. But um, <laughs> dude, you gotta quit farting. I know that's for sure. That wasn't me. Oh, okay. Is that possessed teddy bear? But um, so yeah, keep going with Alistair Black. I don't know where you go with him, but he's got to have a mania match, and you got to do the same thing with the artist. They're finally getting like they had a big match, and we're getting legit heat tonight against Strowman. Uh, yeah, Strowman. No, nobody cares about Strowman, and they got people to care about Strowman tonight. 
That's tough to do. I know you're happy he won the Intercontinental Championship. I'm yeah, I love that group, man. I'm watching them and I'm like, what are you doing with these guys? I was really gonna be really upset if they lost, and I figured it was gonna happen. I was Me too, because like, Braun has only held the title for two months. <sighs> Braun's having some tough time with his hair. He's having some tough times with his career. He needs to have like a hair versus something match and shave shave it and turn into a monster. The monster among men. Yeah. All right, we need to talk about because we haven't talked about the big show. No. Oh. Rollins and Kevin Owens, which we more than likely that's going to be another Mania match. I don't think that's going to be a Mania match. You know what I think? I think that's going to be one of those, let's get as many people in the match as we can so we can fill the roster. I with many. I think it's going to be him and his dip- disciples versus Joe. No. The Viking. Been Raw for like three weeks. I think that's it. I'm telling you. Joe I know. Is suspended. Is he really? For wellness policy. Uh, for what? 30 days. What was he on? I have no idea. <laughs> Do you think his blood pressure was just too high? <laughs> and they're like, we just don't know that you're well. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I did. That's a curveball. Um. I don't know what what they're gonna do, but I could see this because like all of this is for Seth, which is fine because he's the star, but. What are you going to do at Mania, specifically at Mania, that does anything for Seth? He's not going to win a title. It's not going to further his career. So why not just make it a big tag match and have everybody in it? Oh. And then the next pay-per-view, we can we can have... I guess I see where you're going with that, but I don't know. I'll be glad when Seth moves on from this feud, to be honest. I mean, and I like Kevin Owens. Why, it's just, it's why, not can't, why can't Owens be a face? He just cannot, dude. What's that about? Because he's always betrayed his best friend. He has a history of, you know. Right. Like, like you, and you, whole, you feel it. Just, when you see Kevin Owens, you think, I don't he'll. trust that. He's, yeah. He's great on the mic as yeah. a heel. I just, I can't buy him as a baby face. I'll, just, I'll never cheer Canadian after Bret Hart treated me with such disrespect in 97. Never. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't understand um, this infatuation. Is that the right word? Infatuation. Infatuate. Fat. Not in fact. Like, in fact. So, even though you're kind of stating a fact. Huh. I'm just playing. Anyway, I don't understand why... WWE refuses to make Kevin or Kevin Owens is not a face. He needs to be a heel. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles is not a heel. He needs to be a face. But the uh, ma- I mean, AJ can be either. AJ is a pretty good heel. He is a pretty good heel. But why are you wasting a top five face for a pretty good heel? I actually enjoy him as a heel. Michael Jordan was a pretty good baseball no, player. No, I enjoy AJ as a heel. He's That's fine. That's fine. Really funny. That's he can be funny as a face. Mother lover. He, dude, I'd have been dude. If if AJ was a face and dropped mother lover, he'd be the new Cena. That's how you get heel heat on him. You make him a face and say stuff like that to where you have to take him serious. So yeah, uh, wrapping up the Kevin Owens Seth Rollins thing for now. I guess we'll see where it goes. Could be a mania match, or like Jared said, they could add everybody to it. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know what they're going to do with the uh, Intercontinental Championship. Right. I guess we could technically see a rematch. They'll do something gimmicky with that, though. Because the Braun is running away. Sammy running from Braun all the time is the story I think they're going with. So sick of Braun. Like, the cat and mouse kind of bullshit. I don't want to see Braun. If you ask me the wrestler, like, I hate seeing the most, besides Natalia, it would be Braun Strowman. Wow. That's a shame, too, because he could be... No, I just... You don't think he could, if done right, he could have been legit? I don't know. It's just, like, I just don't buy him. Who's ever going to root for that? Ever? 
Maybe as a heel. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. He should have been a monster. Yeah. He like, he they, should have. They, they threw all that away. Yeah. And for what? I, you know why? They wanted to make Brock look bigger. They had, they did all that work making him and Brock go in those feuds. Mm-hmm. And it was now we see like that, that was just for Brock to make him look bigger. All right. Well, another title that we could be seeing at Mania, the U.S. title. Andrade. Oh, that's, oh yeah. Andrade the, beat. <laughs> the, the Mexican title. Uh, yeah. Andrade beat Humberto Carrillo. You had a good point. What, what did you say you wanted? I said I would like to see at Mania a fatal four-way for the U.S. title between Andrade, Humberto, Rey Mysterio, and Angel Garza. I think that'd be really smart. That could be a really good match. That could be the match of the night. It could. It, it, yeah. I mean, it has so much potential. Yeah. I don't know who, who who's the agent of that match would be, though. And that's important in WWE. And I don't know who would be able to write with four Lucha, Lucha Libres unless they just said, hey, Ray, help me write this match. Yeah. Because I could see them being like, all right, I got a bunch of guys that do flippy shit. And- but, I mean, like, besides the wrestling aspect, they've been in, like, this four-way thing. Every no doubt. Week. No doubt. But at its best, that match is going to be, at its best, in, like, a Lucha-style match, just chaos. Yeah. Because that's well, what the... Well, it's two baby faces and two heels. That's what I'm saying. Just chaos back and forth. I don't want heels and faces. I want constant people people constantly going, oh, oohs and ahs. Yeah, and I think I would still want Andrade to go over. Just to still Andrade. Even I agree him. with you. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him after that wellness policy. Yeah. Sometimes a few months after the wellness policy, they give you shit. They'll make you kind of eat mm-hmm. shit for a little while before they're like, all right, we can trust him Well, again. they could have done that tonight. He could have lost to Humberto. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what else? We are missing a huge marquee match. Orton versus Edge. Like, once again, Michael Cole hadn't told me that match is It's not yet. official, but <laughs> uh, on Raw, we saw Beth Phoenix come out, and she started to talk, but then Orton came out and basically talked about how horrible of a mother she is. And basically, the thing, the story goes, Orton did what he did to Edge so that Edge couldn't wrestle because he cares about Edge's family, and he thinks Edge needs to be there for his family. Right, and Beth is a horrible wife and mother because she didn't stop Edge from coming back to the ring. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I which I'm fine with. Uh, close your ears for a minute because I'm about to give Jerry Lawler props and I don't want anybody to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lawler on commentary did a good job the other day. Or I think two weeks ago. He was talking about Randy saying he was sorry. And he was like, but Randy's bipolar. He can tell you you're sorry and mean it one minute. Mm-hmm. And then five seconds after he says it, completely turn his back on you. And both can be true. Right. And I was like, damn, Jerry, that's, that's, like the, that's like the best thing you've ever done. It's yeah. like, so, uh, I, yeah, I'm digging this. Orton's doing a good job with his pace and his, his storytelling. This is Orton. This is his finest work. This is Orton. This, yeah, this is yeah. what this is him. This is what you've needed to do, and instead, like again, story writing. I remember with AJ, and they did the AJ Orton thing, and it was about like Orton wanted to be the top guy in SmackDown. I remember, he was like, while you were in Florida, I was winning championships and highlighting, you know. Yeah. And it's like, that's not Randy Orton. Right. This character is not like I'm the cool guy here. His character is this like mentally distraught man who does things that you can't believe he does because he's so unstable exactly and now we're seeing it and he'll strike right he's whenever whenever. and now you're seeing it and it just it it's great but it also pisses me off because it's like oh so you know how to do this you just choose not to write good stuff 11 months out of the year for him yeah i know yeah but yeah, Edge will return tonight. Yeah, tonight. And well, I don't know when we're getting this out, but it'll be tonight. 
We are getting this out today. Today, you're impressive. Yeah, um, and he he argued Beth, which I mean, duh. Yeah, a we knew that that was coming. B, it's weird living in a world where we see that and everybody's like, oh my god, that's unbelievable. When this is also the company where, like, Bubba Dudley powerbombed an 80-year-old woman <laughs> through a table from the top rope. Classic. Right. I'm yeah. like, all right. Like, can we calm down with the, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Did she just get RKO? We're PG now. And it's like, you can probably go back a few years and find a match where she took a chair shot to the head yeah. from, like, 2006. And it's like, all right, guys. Can we, I think she can handle an RKO. She'll be fine. But Edge is a terrible father. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, is that it? I think we covered everything. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they're going to do with the tag belts on either show. Street Profits. Street Profits won tonight. Uh, Miz and Morrison won tonight. No idea what they'd do with that on Mania. I would assume some kind of gimmick. Let's get a bunch of teams in here so we can... God, the roster is so deep. The yeah, and, teams, and we need Goldberg and John Cena. The tag team roster alone is so deep. Yeah. They need to... This is one thing I'm having a problem with, though, and we were talking about this earlier. The put-together tag teams, especially the ones where they have different yeah, music. Yeah, I told you that I, ha- I hated tag teams that have multiple intros more than I hate a part-time champion. <laughs> yeah. For real, because, like sometimes a guy's not gonna get bigger than a tag team wrestler and like Gallows and Anderson yeah. is like the perfect alright that's fine but if you keep putting these random tag teams of your failed mid-carders together like Dolph Ziggler and Robert Reed then it makes those tag guys look weaker because now their specialty isn't special anymore like their thing that they do Oh, they're just good because other tag team wrestlers are bad. It makes it look like the tag team wrestlers, the singles guys, like if they ever branched out, are weaker. The only like the only reason they're any good is because they're together. Mm-hmm. Which is what worries me about like the New Day breaking up. I don't think they can handle it. I don't think they're going to be able to know what to do with them. I don't think the New Day will ever break up. Yeah, we honest. talked about that either or earlier too. If it were to happen, it would have already happened. I could see them all turning heel before I can see them breaking up. Yeah. You know what? We forgot to talk about Daniel Bryan and... And Gulak. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason we want to talk about that is because we kind of... Maybe that's your tag team match. It's Gulak. It's tag team. Book it right now. I'll be your Michael Cole. For WrestleMania, you're getting Miz and Morrison versus Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan. And they're going to win the title. At Mania. Book it. Book it, Dana. Dude, and I'm just so over Miz and Morrison. I don't, I don't like it. I love Morrison, man. Um, I get it. I get it again. Never... Again, this is another one of the things like Orton, where it's like, you know how to book the Miz, so just book him that way. Like, you what are like you doing? It. You like him with Morrison? I don't like him with Morrison, but what I'm saying is, I know that they know how to book the Miz. I know that they know what he needs like, to be okay, like. Yeah. To be a top guy. Without Morrison. Yeah. He could even have Morrison. And Morrison can just be the the eye candy, you know? He'll be the mouthpiece, he's the eye candy, and that's their gimmick. But the way they're booking The Miz, where he just comes out and says, I'm really good because I have this belt. Like, nobody ever is going to look at The Miz and go like, man, that dude can, that dude can wrestle. <laughs> he can that go. guy, that son of a bitch can wrestle. <laughs> Like, and we're on to the gimmick. Like, we get it. Yeah. What you're good at is getting on the mic and spitting fire. But when you're not doing that, you're just on the mic spitting how good you are because of your belt. It's not going to get you over. Period. But Mike can work the crowd and get heat. He just doesn't anymore. But it was pretty funny tonight where during the Elimination Chamber, they were saying, this is awesome. And miz apparently thought they were saying miz is awesome so he was like doing this like i'm playing along and i was like oh cringe bro yeah uh god i can't why did we leave off with miz (laughs) we have nothing else nobody else to talk about i think we covered everybody 
It's like falling asleep after puking. You're going to wake up with a real bad taste in your mouth. While we're talking about pay-per-views, did you see anything from AEW's? Not one bit. Not one bit? I was on vacation. Uh, I get that. So, just my recommendations. Go see the tag team match between the Young Bucks and Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Uh, Omega and Page. It was a 30-minute beauty. Meltzer said it was the best tag match he's ever seen. So Yeah. Now, even if you don't respect Meltzer... The man's seen a lot of tag team matches. <laughs> uh, and then I would definitely check out the Orange Cassidy Pac match. Okay. Very interesting how they did that and made me change everything I know about like wrestling and marketing and what can work and how things can work. It's beautiful. Because I looked at Orange Cassidy and I was like, this here's a dude that like if you look at yourself in the mirror say like I want to be a professional wrestler but this is what God's given me to work with this is who I am this is what I look like this is how fast I can go this is how high I can jump how can I be a star and he completely turned it into this gimmick and lived this gimmick and how embarrassing it would have to be the first time the first 10 times you come up with this gimmick and you go work the indies and you're meeting the wrestler you're wrestling tonight and they say what's your gimmick and he's like man i'm just gonna stand there and act like i don't care (laughs) and they're like what he's like yep i'm gonna stand there i'm gonna be real chill and put my hands in my pocket and you have to do that and you have to like be committed to it and do it every week over and over and over again and for the first two years no one understood it and Two years after that, 20,000 people were popping the roof off the place so for he it. Wrestled. He wrestled? He actually tried. He had a good match? It was amazing. You have to see Pop versus Orange Cassidy. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was so good What they, how much they got out of that character. So did you like the aftermath of the pay-per-view? Yeah, I mean, the show was solid. Uh... Apparently, Nick Jackson hadn't been home in like four weeks, and Hangman Page hadn't been home in like four weeks. Dang. So they got a day off, which they didn't tell you that. I think I saw it on like Being the Elite. So they got a day off, which was, you know, good. that's cool. I don't want anybody to work a month straight, regardless of what career it is. That sucks. Yeah. So it was as good as you're going to get, considering there was no Omega, no Page, and no... Nick Jackson. What about with the Jericho and Moxley? Uh, that was the uh, there was a tag match that was the main event of Dynamite, but Moxley and Jericho's match was good. It was uh, I th- it was pretty much exactly what I figured it was going to yeah. be. Uh, it was pretty violent. Uh, people were biting stitches out of other people's heads. What? Yeah, it was pretty gruesome. Wait, it had a stipulation? No. Jericho just had stitches in his head. Moxley decided he was going to bite them and start pulling them out. Was was the pay-per-view better than Full Gear? Yeah, because the tag match was that good. Cody and MJF was that good. And that when you talk about, like, act one when i say like you can't judge something on act one that to me was their act one because that mat they still clearly have a lot to go with that and it was very well done what happened with cody and mjf like the match yeah the gist of it was that arn and cody and brandy's plan was to get wardlow out of the picture Eventually, that turned on him when Cody hit Arn. Uh, Accident? Yeah. MJ, uh, and then Cody got control in the ring. He started whipping MJF with his belt. And after he whipped MJF twice, he pleaded with the referee. And the referee was like, Cody, you got to stop. And Cody begged the referee for one more. So the referee turned his back. And let Cody whip him one more time, oh, wow. which I like, because yeah. it's like that's because MJF such a little shit, yeah, and made Cody go through so much that the referee was like, one more, and I'm not gonna DQ you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn my back and then cut the shit out and get back to the match. So he whipped him one more time. Crowd popped. 
Uh, the end was while Cody was celebrating and getting cocky, MJF slipped the ring that he won on, hit Cody in the that face. Damn dynamite! That diamond damn ring. ring. <laughs> and we were wondering why did they have this pay per view? Why I did mean, they do this? Yeah. Obviously, they're way ahead of us. This is why they had that paper or that match. Yeah. That ring knocks Cody out. MJF gets the three count. Dude, for those keeping up at home, that's the fourth fart. God, Jerry. Incredible. And then uh, Cody has a neck tattoo now. Oh, I did see that on Twitter. Yeah, which I'm not a fan, but anybody can get whatever tattoos they want. So, MJF won by hitting him with the ring? Hit him with the ring, ref didn't see the ring hit, got a cover. So, he didn't beat him fair and square. Got it. But he beat him. And then uh, MJF cuts a promo Thursday night and was, or Wednesday night, and he takes his shirt off. He's like, oh, this is hot in here. And it says, I pinned Cody. And then he goes, oh, I didn't realize I was wearing this shirt. That's kind of distracting. Kind of like a neck tattoo, huh? (laughs) Such a little shit. I saw on TMZ. Where he flipped off a seven-year-old kid. And I kind of like how when the president of the company was asked about it, they were like, that kid should know what he's getting into when he messes with MJF. <laughs> like, That's pretty dope. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, solid pay-per-view. I really liked it. It's what? better than tonight. Oh, well. What do you feel about the potential of uh, WWE working with ESPN Plus and going back to the... F- $40 or whatever pay-per-view. Dude, I don't know how that would bode because... <sighs> I don't know how you get good money. Like, I would only pay for the big four. Exactly. I was just about to say And that. I don't even know that I'd get all of them. I'll ask you this straight up. Would you Would you spend $50 on this year's Mania? I mean, I, just because it's Mania, yeah. So that still got you? But the one tonight, just seeing the card, no way. Uh-uh. No. The only reason I watch it is because it's like... The I look at it as it's free. Extreme Rules, <laughs> they have been sucky lately. Yeah. I wouldn't pay for that Any one. of the secondary ones? TLC, no. Money in the Bank, yes. See, I wouldn't get Money in the Bank. Um, I mean, SummerSlam, yes. But it just... Depends. It, yeah, it just depends. Because if you get the big four, you're looking at $200 a year. I don't see how they would... I feel like they're doing well right now with the network. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Somebody brought that up, and I think it's a mistake as well. But ESPN's trying to get this clout. That's crazy. I know. They're really trying to push ESPN+. Plus. Yep. Okay, well, that wraps it up for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you. Tomorrow. I'll call (laughs) y'all. No. We're out. Ring the damn bell.